Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we have ketogenic lifestyle expert, Kate Jeremillo. like to look at what's going on like how if they're tracking their macros let's really look at that or has carb creep happened or are they not you know are they not exercising are they over exercising because sometimes like it's a it's and you know this too from working with your clients sometimes they're just not eating enough they're not eating enough or you know what sometimes we hit this point we're like you know what it's time to vary your diet it's time to eat a sweet potato girl I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Well, hello there, Keto Campers. I am grateful to share a friend of mine, Kate Jaramillo, who's going to share all things keto. We're going to get into keto tips for beginners, things that mistakes that she made along the way, I made along the way, and you can learn from, from our mistakes to succeed right from the start on keto. We're going to talk about what to do if you are a mother. How do you teach keto or a high-fat, low-carbohydrate approach to your kids? How do you do it? How does she do it? She's going to share some awesome practical tips for you moms out there. We get into keto and pregnancy. How does that even work? Can you breastfeed and follow keto at the same time? She'll get into that. We're going to talk about the mistakes a lot of people make on keto that's making them actually gain weight, gain fat. And how much fat should you eat on keto? Should you be afraid of fat? We'll get into that. How to break a keto stall, whether it's weight loss or you're just not feeling as good as you used to. How do you break through that? She'll give some amazing tips and all things keto. This is a great episode with Kate, and I can't wait to share it with you. And before I do, I want to thank you, Keto Camper, for choosing the Keto Camp podcast out of all the podcasts out there. You know, we are growing and growing fast, and that's a credit to you. So thank you. Our mission here at Keto Camp is to inspire, to educate 1 billion people on planet Earth. So please share this episode when you're done with it to a friend, to a colleague, to a family member, to somebody you know who would get value from this episode. And also be sure to take a screenshot of this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I love when you do this and post it on Instagram. Tag me, tag Kate, and I'll be sure to see it and share it on my story. My Instagram handle is at the Benazadi. That is T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. And Kate's Instagram handle is Keto Living Kate. K-E-T-O-L-I-V-I-N-G. K-A-T-E. Tag us both. I'd love to see that. I want to get to the Apple Podcast review of the day. This is a five-star review from Sawasti. Quote, definitely worth your time. I've been involved in nutrition and fitness for some time, and I'm aware of keto and many other types of diets and fads. The way Ben explains things, it's different than how others talk about it. There is a level of passion that goes into his podcast. It's clear, succinct, and he explains everything and its importance. Definitely worth your time if you're curious about keto, intermittent fasting, etc. 
Thank you so much, Sawasti. That review means so much to us. Thank you for taking the time, first and foremost, to listen to the podcast and then leaving a rating and review. It really helps the pulse of these podcasts when you take time to leave a rating and review. Helps the show grow, helps it reach more people. So if you haven't done so already, Keto Campers, please take a second here to pause the podcast, leave it a quick rating, a quick review. It really helps out big time for the show. I put together some kits for you. They are called my Keto Camp Kits. I have a kit for anybody starting the keto diet, which supplements that I highly recommend you take for somebody who's struggling with sleep or sugar cravings, or let's say you're traveling and you want to stay bulletproof on the road, and some other kits over at ketocampkit.com. You can see what I put together for you, customized and curated for you. These are products and ideas and suggestions that make all the difference on your ketogenic and intermittent fasting lifestyle, and you can see them and view them and purchase them if you want over at ketocampkit.com. Keep in mind, that is camp with a K, ketocampkit.com. And lastly, if you want a free ebook to teach you the basic principles of keto and fasting with a meal plan and some other little guides and tips and tricks and most commonly answered questions for keto, then you could head over to ketokickstartguide.com and claim my free Keto Kickstart Guide today. That's ketokickstartguide.com. All right, let's get into this episode and talk all things keto with Kate Jaramillo. Kate is passionate about helping women who've tried everything finally becoming the happiest, healthiest version of themselves. She herself is a wife, a mother of three girls, and a business owner, and she knows the struggle to stay healthy when you are trying to do it all. Kate is a firm believer in the ketogenic lifestyle and its ability to nourish the body, clear the mind, and tickle your taste buds. And while it might sound super intimidating, she assures you it's absolutely perfect for busy foodie moms like her. Kate runs a successful Ketogenic Living 101 and Ketogenic Living 102 groups to help women find their own style of ketogenic living. She created the Ketogenic Living Coach Certification, which is a program to teach others how to give the gift of whole body health. She finds herself enthralled in educating and empowering her clients to achieve significant sustainable results. This passion has turned into the heart of her business. She prides herself on making ketogenic living simple, quick, and delicious. Kate teaches busy women how to quickly turn their bodies into fat burners instead of sugar burners so they feel strong, lean, fit, and clear-minded. Kate, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thanks, Ben, for having me. Love you. Love what you're doing. So blessed to be here. I love you right back, and uh, I'm grateful to chat with you all things keto, keto for moms, keto for women, keto for families, and just jam out doing uh, keto lifestyle awesome. sessions together. But before we get into that, how did you get involved with what you're doing right now? Tell us your story. Share with my audience. Totally. Okay, so I joined the gym when I was like 25 years old because we had I was working for the Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce and we had access to like the best gym ever, the Philadelphia Sporting Club. I'm so sad that I don't like that's the biggest thing I miss about Philly. That's not true. There's a lot, but I really miss the gym. <laughs> and um, I took a spin class and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's a dark room playing club music. I'm riding a bike. I'm totally hooked. So um, I actually went on to become a spin instructor. And then when life happened and I had my first daughter, I decided not to go back to work, which is a huge surprise, and to stay home with her. So teaching fitness, specifically spin, became my full-time gig. And people would always ask me, like my class members would ask me nutrition questions, like, you know, what should I eat before I come here? 
I'm eating, you know, oatmeal. It's making me feel weird. What should I do on the bike? So I actually, at this time too, have been approached by somebody that I used to network with in Philadelphia about joining um, a network marketing company and it was fitness based. So it really kind of went along with um, what I was already doing. So I said yes, and I was just kind of doing that for a little while. And I was calling myself a health coach, but that really wasn't true. I was a sales representative, right? For like this, like the health and fitness supplement company. So it didn't really feel good for me. I felt kind of very impostery. So I went on to study nutrition at a deeper level. I'd been following Dr. Josh Axe for a while, and he opened up enrollment in his Institute of Nutritional Leadership. And I went through that program and he turned me on to keto. What really got my attention was he said that it was the protocol that he used for patients who needed to lose a lot of weight quickly. And it sparked my attention because I've been working with a group of clients for a while who were completely stuck in their goals. Like they completely plateaued in their fitness and their weight loss, no matter how much they worked out, how many times they ate throughout the day, how quick, how much they adhered to like those little container systems that we knew about, they were stuck. So I approached them and I was like, listen, I just graduated, you know, I just got this certificate. I know a little bit about keto. It sounds really cool to me. I know it totally changes everything that I've talked to you guys about. Um, and it, it just flips what we know of what we know about nutrition on its head. But I really understand it. Like my head wrapped around the science behind keto more than anything else. And by the way, I was eating like six small meals a day. Like, and that was okay for me and teaching like 15 group fitness classes a week, but eating a lot of sugar still a lot and making excuses for it because I'm like, but I'm from Hershey PA. Like that's just in my <laughs> DNA. Right. Um, so anyway, so I had this group of like nine women said, yes, like they'll go along with this program that I'm creating and these menus that I'm building out. And nine women came along with me, six of them finished, and the average amount of weight that they lost in eight weeks, combining, you know, tightened like ketogenic nutrition and working out, like I'm a huge proponent of moving your body, the average weight that they lost, 20 pounds, 20 pounds after being totally stuck. And I was on this journey along with them, and I was not in a position that I really needed to lose weight because again, like I'm jeans and working out a lot, like I just, I didn't, I wasn't there. However, I found like the solution to breaking my sugar addiction, like a lifelong sugar addiction. I found the solution to not hitting that 3 p.m. energy crash every single day, which as a busy work at home mom, it is so crucial for me to have that sustained energy throughout the day. I just totally fell in love with this lifestyle. I just kept tweaking this program and, and, and you know, adapting it for my clients and, and looking at different fitness routines and tightening up macros and just going on. And I'm, I'm still evolving, like in, in the way that I personally choose to live a ketogenic lifestyle. But at one point I was like, I don't want to do anything else. I only want to focus on keto and that's it. So I went to the Google and I was like, you know, Googling keto, you know, keto coach certifications and I'm not finding any. And by this point in time, I had networked with a lot of people who were great in business, who were much smarter than me. And I teamed up with them to create a ketogenic coach certification. So now that's about two years old and about 400 certified coaches later, 
We're on six continents of the world, totally spreading this, this incredible lifestyle and all of its benefits to help heal the body from the inside out and just make people feel alive again. And I'm so grateful for it. Amazing. I love it. I love how we go back in time and see where it all started and, and what you're doing now. And it's just the beginning for you and what you're doing with your coaching certification. Yeah. So, so awesome. So out of all the coaches that are in your course and all the people you've worked mm -hmm. with, with keto, what are maybe the top three mistakes people make when they go into a ketogenic lifestyle? Oh my gosh. So I want to, I want to preface this by saying that I actually don't count my macros anymore. Um, because I've been doing this long enough, I, I really am able to eat intuitively um, and know what feels good for my body. But carb creep is a really big thing that people experience in the beginning because they're adding on, like they're dumping seasonings on a lot of things that they don't really realize, like have a lot of carbohydrates in them, or they're still, you know, kind of snacking throughout the day, not out of hunger, but out of habit, like out of sheer habit. Um, they're not drinking enough water. And so they're, they're getting like a massive headache or they're drinking water, but they are eliminating a lot more and they're not upping their electrolytes. So now they've got this like terrible headache and they feel crappy. Um, but those are the main mistakes is the carb creep is setting in. They're not drinking enough water or they have no, they're not drinking enough electrolytes because they still fear salt. Oh my gosh. And like a fourth one, they still fear fat. They decided to hire me and work with me. So they know that I'm preaching a low carbohydrate and high fat lifestyle. And it's so hard for them to wrap their minds around eating fat, even though it is a healthy fat and it's, it's the right portions and everything. It's, they are just so ingrained that fat is the devil. Fat is the devil. We need to be eating like low fat frankenfoods because that's what, you know, that's what how people lose weight. But yeah. yeah, totally. It's, it's ingrained and it's still been, a lot of people are still thinking that way. They think eating fat equates to being fat. Totally. And that kind of makes sense. Although it doesn't happen when actually, when you actually consume fat, because we know the yeah. insulin response is much less than carbohydrates, even, mm -hmm. even protein to some extent. So those are some great tips right there. What, what are your personal favorite benefits of a ketogenic lifestyle? So for me, it has to be number one is the sustained energy. I really need it. Like I wear a lot of hats <laughs> um, from having my hands in a lot of different businesses and working with a large um, clientele and being a mom of four and going to a lot of activities. I'm like a Girl Scout troop leader. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> awesome. I have my hands in a lot of things. So the sustained energy is probably number one. Um, the mental clarity is a very close second. Um, because again, like I really just need to be super sharp all the time. And I notice, I, I notice, I purposely bring myself out of ketosis once a week, um, because I carb cycle and that feels really good for me now. Um, however, if I add in certain foods that like, just aren't really that, that don't fuel my body in the right way, like they're not very clean fuel. Oh my gosh. I feel it immediately. Like it to I feel fuzzy and I feel like I don't have an intelligent thought for like a day. Um, so mental clarity is a really close one. And I think the overall, just like my mood, my mood is, is so like good and high and high vibe. And, um, I'm much more patient with my kids, which is super important for our relationship. Um, I feel like, you know, I, ha I am nine months postpartum right now. 
so um, with the baby number last <laughs> and yeah. um with my last daughter who just turned five the day after christmas i hit um i had some postpartum depression and like i mean like to the point where I would wait for everyone in my house to go to sleep so that I could go sit down on my couch in the dark and just cry by myself. And once I adopted a ketogenic lifestyle and I felt like a unicorn, <laughs> um, I remember thinking to myself, manifesting and putting it out there, gosh, I wish I had a baby. Like, and while I was, you know, living the ketogenic lifestyle, because I don't think that I would experience postpartum like this. And I didn't, and I haven't, and I've gotten right back on there. And you asked me for three benefits, but for me, like there's a fourth one that's very strong and that I mentioned before, which is conquering that sugar addiction. Um, you know, I didn't, I was always, I've been a thin build. Okay. But, um, I was always eating sugar and prior to adopting a ketogenic lifestyle, this is really gross, but like, I noticed that I was developing like skin tags and, um, I, I didn't, I actually didn't know up until I started really studying this lifestyle, um, that that is a sign of like prediabetes. Um, and it was, you know, a few months into living a ketogenic lifestyle. I just noticed that they were gone. Like I never found them in my bed or on my pillow or anything, but they were definitely gone. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. They fall right. They fall right off because the body does produce skin tags typically uh, yeah. when you are insulin resistant or you have a lot of high blood sugar spikes. And that's mm. so amazing. Were you, me, did you have any of those? I did. did yeah. 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 I did when I was a, a sugar burner. And it's so, yeah. it's, it's so, it's like a burden off your shoulders when you don't have to rely on a hit of glucose and a snack every two to three hours. And you have like you just described stable mental clarity mm -hmm. and energy. And you have four kids, you're a working mom, and you mentioned that afternoon, 3 p.m. hit that yeah. most people get. Well, it's 3 p.m. right now, we both are, are rocking and right. rolling, right? So totally. Perfect, perfect example right there. What about somebody, a woman who mm -hmm. wants to get pregnant? Should they follow a ketogenic lifestyle? What are the Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I truly think, and it's so funny because we have so many keto babies in our coaches community. <laughs> and um, so I have to say that um, I struggled. So my, I, I have four kids, but one of, one of my children is my stepdaughter. Um, so I didn't, you know, she came from my heart, not my stomach. But um, I've been in her life since she was like two and a half. My daughter Presley is eight. Um, and we struggled to conceive her. And then, you know, between Presley and my daughter Irie, we had a pregnancy loss. And then, you know, we struggled again to conceive Irie. And this whole time, like I am a fitness instructor, eating clean, like six meals a day. So, you know, when, when people knew this about me, only a, you know, a handful of people, but when they knew this about me, they were like, if you can't get pregnant, like what are my hopes, you know? Cause I'm like this perceived like healthy person. And then with Madden, we were trying to not have any more babies, but you know, <laughs> then God was like, here you go. Um, <laughs> and this was after, you know, uh, several years of living, living a ketogenic lifestyle. So, so many of us are living with major hormonal imbalances. And Ben, I know that you experienced that for a really long time as well. Those hormonal imbalances. So many of us women are living with hormonal imbalance. So many of us are, you know, dealing with insulin resistance and PCOS, the polycystic ovarian syndrome. And all of this is tied into so much of this, I should say, is tied into our diet and our lifestyle. And I, I had mentioned before how happy I feel 
um, living the ketogenic lifestyle. Well, I mean, stress when you're trying to conceive, oh my gosh, let me just tell you, it's, it's so stressful. Every single month when you get your period, it is, it's heartbreak. And what's really kind of um, freakish about mother nature is that sometimes the symptoms of um, early pregnancy are the same symptoms of like PMS. So it's, it's really hard um, every month when you think that this is the month and then, you know, it's not. Um, so reducing that reduction in cortisol, the balancing of hormones and the cleaning out of your body. I hear so many women say things like, oh yeah, well, you know, once I get pregnant, I'll eat really clean. Once I get pregnant, you know, I'll make sure that I'm nourishing myself from my baby. It, it's the opposite. It, your body, it's a freaking miracle that any of us are ever even conceived and born. It's, it has to be so perfect. Like the timing has to be so perfect. So if that is your goal, your body really needs to be as clean as possible. You have to, you have to be as you know, stress-free and carefree as possible. Your hormones have to be as balanced as possible to allow this perfect miracle of conception to occur. Right on. I agree with you. What, what about mothers who, who are now mothers and they're breastfeeding? Mm -hmm. Where does keto come into the play for breastfeeding moms? You know, so I am a breastfeeding mom and I like sometimes compare my milk to like, and because I have pictures because I'm like that. Like I have pictures <laughs> of like milk from like ever ago. Um, the, the milk, the color and the texture of my milk now is so much richer than it was before my ketogenic lifestyle. Um, it's like more gold. It's definitely like, it's just more dense. Um, and I am actually producing more of it. I've never been a woman that has been able to um, produce a lot from pumping. Um, and that's totally changed for me now. It's totally wow. changed for me. Like I'm able to produce so much more from pumping in the morning, which is great to have a supply up so that my husband and I can go on a date night. You know, um, my son is, and okay, Grant, he, this is a boy, right? He's my only boy, but he is growing so much faster too than all the girls. He's nine months. He's in like 12 month clothes. He's been pulling himself up since he's been like six months old. Like just everything has been amazing. I will say though, that, um, what works for me and it, it works for a lot of breastfeeding moms, but we're all different, but for me, red meat, like high quality red meat, um, like broccoli, spinach, and kale really work well for me. Like they're like, I can, I mean, this is a little TMI, but like I can instantly feel myself like getting a little fuller um, and ready to breastfeed or pump. And um, I can, I do have a higher carbohydrate threshold. Um, like I am able to consume a few more carbohydrates, but I usually take them on the form of like resistant starch, like sometimes plantains prepared a certain way, um, or just more vegetables or more fruit. I'm still eating super duper clean, but my carbohydrate intake is probably closer daily to anywhere between like, I don't know, like 70 to 80, um, net carbs when before, like it, it's always kind of been around like 25 mm -hmm. or so net. Yeah. So you bumped it up a little bit. And like you said, it's more <sighs> intuitive eating. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't track yeah. my macros, but I used to, and I used to have to, you know, figure out what numbers to hit to be mm -hmm. in ketosis. Now you do it enough times and that's what you teach as well. 
you kind of, you feel, you know, when you're in yeah. ketosis, the, the great land of ketosis, I call it. Yeah. And you, like, you are really amazing with coaching your clients on like mindset and tuning into their bodies. I really feel like keto has like cleared my, me up so much that I've never been more in tune with myself. You know, like I really, really like feel what it feels like to be here. And I feel what it feels like to not be here. When you cycle out about how long does it take you to come back in? The next afternoon, I'm back Me in. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's because we built up this metabolic machinery the right way. Yeah. If, totally. If, uh, people think that's a uh, you know people won't think they have to stay in ketosis long term, which we mm -hmm. don't we don't teach that. Right. Because they are on the thought process that hey, if I have a day where I'm getting out of ketosis, it's going to take me weeks to go back in. And that will be true if you did it the wrong way. Yep. If you do it the way that me and yep. Kate teach it, you're going to go right back in the, day, the next day or the day after. And that's true metabolic flexibility, right, Kate? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that's the dream. I mean, isn't that like I feel that metabolic flexibility is total freedom with your food and with your body choice and with your body. I really do. Like I, I and I want to make good choices because like I want to feel good. I want to focus on feeling good. That's yeah. a priority of mine. So define that. Define that. I've talked about it a lot, but what is, what is your definition or how would you explain metabolic flexibility? So for me, it's being able to, for me, it's being able to like eat, like come, come in and out of ketosis by choice. Like I'm able to, because we know that being in a state of ketosis is a metabolic state, which is like you and I have talked about this. It's so funny when people are like, that's not keto. Nothing is. <laughs> Nothing is. <laughs> it is a metabolic state. Um, so being able to like flex in and out of that by choice. Like, and sometimes, quite frankly, it's not by choice because I'll go to a restaurant, I ask all the right questions, I order my food, I eat it, and I'm like, oh, like something weird was in this. Um, and I don't feel as great. However, I know that like within 12 to 24 hours, I'm right back into that state of ketosis. It's being able to flex in and out of that state by choice. Yeah, I love it. And that's the way we're designed to be. We're designed mm -hmm. to, to have that ability to burn sugar sometimes, but mostly yes. burn fat and go back and forth without a hiccup. So great yeah. explanation. And that's a goal that we should all achieve. And that's, that's how I teach it. I know that's how you teach it as well. Love it. Let's talk about keto for families. Um, yeah. One of the members in the Keto Camp Academy, Tara, she posted a question that she wanted to ask you. And she says, yeah. her question is, what are some great keto treats that you can give kids? Fat bombs. Oh my gosh. My kids Fat love bombs. them. And they, they like to make them and they like to like roll them up in their hands. And like, I'm so type A in the kitchen. So they're disgusting. I'm like, go wash your hands. <laughs> um, but no, they really do love fat bombs. And um, they have like, they enjoy helping me like cook and me like measure certain things. So there are, you know, unending recipes on like Pinterest and things like that. And I would go with like the most simple ones because I'll, I'll tell you that story in a minute. But <laughs> um there are tons of great, like kind of like sweeter, you know, recipes for families out there, um, like keto cupcakes and keto cakes and things like that. We did for um, like Christmas this year, I made a ton of cookies and they were all amazing keto cookies. There's a bunch of recipes out there. You kind of just have to try and figure out which one um, works the best for you. We also used to use um, Swerve a lot and like erythritol. And great product, but when I was pregnant with my son, I developed a sensitivity to it, and I haven't been able to go back to it. It gives me a massive headache. Um, so we've actually moved into using allulose, which isn't like as sweet, but I really do love using it, and it's really easy. 
Um, but yes, fat bombs are awesome. And my kids actually eat a lot of them. Um, and they're great. I mean, so we use like a high quality, like nut butter. We do like lilies, you know, chocolate chips because they're stevia sweetened. Sometimes we even do like a square of the stevia sweetened dark chocolate. And we'll just, if we're like in a crunch or whatever, we'll just smear some like nut butter on top of that. There's also these little things. I just found them at Costco this past weekend. They're called like crepinis and they are made out of egg and cauliflower flour. So they're, you know, keto friendly and paleo friendly. Um, there's like zero grams of carbs and like a couple grams of like one gram of protein or something. And um, we just put some almond butter like in the middle of that and a few blueberries and rolled it up like a pretty little crepe. Perfect. Totally nailed it. Um, but speaking of nailing it, I have chosen recipes off of Pinterest that had a ton of ingredients that I took like, I don't know, a full day in the kitchen to prepare. And as I'm serving them to my family, my kids are looking at it like, I'm not eating that. Looks weird. So we keep things super simple in my house. Again, I got a lot going on. And like there are, I love my Instant Pot. What we typically do is cook like um, some protein in there. I probably make pro like three or four different types of protein per week, depending on the week. And so say I make like a bunch of chicken thighs in there. It's just chicken thighs, some butter, and um, some chicken broth. I'm putting it in my Instant Pot for like 20 minutes and then it's done. I let it manually re release and I shut it up. We will eat that chicken in different ways until it's gone. And my kids love it. Sometimes they're eating it in like a quesadilla, like a low carb, you know, um, uh, tortilla shell with a bunch of cheese or something. I love it on like salads or with just different vegetables that we like. We keep it really simple. Protein that we like with, um, we make sure that it's a higher quality and um, like a fattier cut of protein served with a low carb vegetable that we like, some healthy fats, maybe for dessert, we're going for like some fat bombs or some berries and we call it a day. My kids' lunch boxes, they look like this. So I have a bento box for them, which is super cool. And you can buy them anywhere. What's that? Um, oh, they're like, you know, like when you go for like Asian food and then like you get these little like bento boxes, yeah, right. there's those little compartments. That's what I have for them. Cool. So we typically do like, um, like a high quality, like salami. My kids are like really big fans of salami. So we'll do like salami or prosciutto or jamon or something like that. Um, and then we do like, they love cucumbers. So either cucumbers or some celery and almond butter. And then they have like a little square thing of, um, that we always do strawberries and raspberries and that's their lunch. And sometimes almonds too, like some fresh almonds. And I remember like my parents were visiting and I'm like getting my lunch ready for my kids. And they were like, you're not giving them any carbs. And I was like, well, no, I, I am. They're in the form of some of these vegetables, some of these, you know, nuts and some of these berries. I'm like, yeah, but like no bread, no pasta, like no, no grains. I was like, no, and they don't need it. And they're doing great. <laughs> hey, Keto Camper, I wanna interrupt this episode real quick and let you know about a product I've been using to reduce inflammation and to get better sleep. When it comes to the CBD space, it is like the wild, wild west. And the company I've discovered is Dr. Phillips Formulations. It is pure, safe, potent, and yes, it's formulated by a doctor. They bring over 20 years of medical experience to their CBD oil. They have a proprietary formulation which combines pure, 
high quality ingredients with the knowledge of a board certified physician. They have tinctures that are internationally certified for non-GMO. And here's what they also have, keto CBD fruit chews. Yes, they are keto friendly, they taste delicious, and they're a great way to reduce inflammation in the body. The third thing that I use from them is the topical cream. There's very few if any CBD products on the market that can compare to this. I use the topical cream when I have some soreness, maybe in my lower back, I put this cream and the next morning the pain is gone. We have worked out a deal for Keto Campers to get 15% off your order by heading over to drphillipscbd.com slash ketocamp. Dr. Phillips CBD is spelled D-R-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-C-B-D.com slash ketocamp. Remember that's camp with a K. Let's get back to this episode. And they're doing better than some kid who would have those, those, those carbs. How, yeah. how important is it to be, to do that for your children? Cause if you just left them to their own devices and they ate the food at the school or even the yeah. food on like kids menus, how important is it to be very selective on what you're feeding your kids? For, I, I am, I love my kids so much. Like I just pour love into them, like with time and with experiences and with choices. And I really want to empower them to make good choices. And I think one of the best things that we can do for our kids is give them the opportunity to tune, to, to realize how food makes them feel, because I think that that's very empowering as they go on in life. One thing that I have, we've made as a family, a very conscious decision to do is um, watch how we talk about food. So I have referred to different types of food as like junk food or crap or trash or something like that. And I don't want to do that because I don't, I just don't want them to think of food that way. Right. So what we have decided to do is we call food always food and sometimes food. So our always food are things that like are always available in the house. They can always have it if they're hungry, always. Sometimes food would be the things that like they, they go to kids' birthday parties and if they want to eat pizza and cupcakes and cake, like that's fine with me. Like, you know, like that's their choice. That's what they're eating outside of the home. They're not eating it here, but it's sometimes food. It was a special occasion. So, and I did remember, I do remember though, my kids at school last year, cause you know, I'm always packing their lunches and, um, some of their, I'd pick them up from school and some of the kids would be like, Presley's lunch today looks so good. The strawberries looked amazing. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, I, it's important for me for their health. I mean, I would die for them tomorrow, today, you know, like I would do anything for my kids. So I really want to make sure that I do everything that I possibly can to feed them well, because that's like, you know, the extent of how I can help them right now make decisions. Like I can't put them in a bubble, but I can feed them and fuel them. So that's really important to me. I love it. And you educate them and teach them always food, sometimes food. Mm -hmm. This is how food makes you feel. Uh, you're doing a great job. And I hope that inspires <laughs> some of the listeners and watchers to do something similar with, with their kids. Because somebody who just, a, a kid who eats a standard American diet, they're going to grow up being a sugar burner like I was mm -hmm. myself. And True. it will lead, it, it will probably lead to some problems in the future. And why not nip that at the bud now and the way you're teaching your kids and educating your kids so important because when they grow up they're going to be much healthier they're going to make a much bigger impact in this world and it starts right at their youth so awesome and kudos to you for doing that oh thanks it's, it's funny to me because we were at their we were at a pediatrician like a little while ago 
And um, they were like, oh, you know, do your children eat fast food? I was like, no. Like, so to be honest with you, that's a never food for us. We, we do have, that's a really strict rule that we just have in our house. Like that's fast food is a never food. Um, and no judgment on anybody who feels differently, but it's just how we run our household. Um, and I remember the, the pediatrician was like, not even Chick-fil-A. I was like, no, like <laughs> that's fast food. <laughs> no, like, we just, that's just not the way that like we choose to eat. And they're like, Oh, okay. She looked at me like I had like four heads. I'm like, all right. It's, I mean, I'm leaving the doctor's office, but right. Yeah. Good job. You know, you're starting things. Maybe you inspired her to do something similar. You'd never Maybe. know what you're doing. Or she's like that judgmental bitch. You know? <laughs> or, 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 oh yeah, or she went that direction. <laughs> so when it comes to, let's stay on this topic of yeah. uh, the ketogenic lifestyle, which is what we both teach. Mm. If somebody, and you've had a, a lot of experience with coaching and working with people, what are the similarities you've seen when people hit a stall with the results? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, it's freak out in panic mode. And this isn't working for me anymore. And my first question is like, did you pee? Like, <laughs> did you go to the bathroom before you stepped on the scale? Or like, what has changed in this past week or from the last time, you know, that you weighed yourself? What has changed in your life? Let's first look at that. Um, you know, are you, did you sleep the exact same amount of time? Is your stress level exactly the same? Did anything, did anything change in your life? Okay. Let's look at for women, where are you at in your cycle? Cause that is a huge factor in like how people gain or lose or something like that. We also start to look at hidden food sensitivities because man, like I definitely know that I had them, but other health issues were stacked up before that, right? I think health is kind of like an onion. You're peeling it back in layers and sometimes like things are marred and you don't even feel them until you know what it's like to feel really good. Um, and I think like our bodies are constantly changing. Our gut microbiome is constantly changing. How we experience, like what we walk outside and breathe in is constantly changing. So after we kind of like take a deep dive into, all right, what's changed for you? Could it be this? Could it be that? Could it be a hidden food sensitivity? I also like to look at what's going on, like how, if they're tracking their macros, let's really look at that. Or has carb creep happened? Or are they not, you know, are they not exercising? Are they over-exercising? Because sometimes like it's a, it's, and you know this too from working with your clients, sometimes they're just not eating enough. They're not eating enough. Or you know what? Sometimes we hit this point where like, you know what? It's time to vary your diet. It's time to eat a sweet potato girl and like <laughs> not be afraid of it. And I don't know about you, Ben, but like, I feel like sometimes when I'm working with my clients and I'm, I'm asking them to add in some more safe carbs and like, let's just see how this feels. It's like I've suggested like, I don't know, like jumping off a bridge or something like that. It's like this, it's almost like a fear. And man, I really want to mitigate and, and, uh, and abolish like food fear. You know, we shouldn't be afraid of foods. Unless they're Frankenfoods, but you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, not like, real like food, real like food. a sweet potato. You're, you're absolutely right. right. Yeah, it's, uh, I think if you explain it the right way and teach them, like you, like you said, you're right. If, if, if you are in constant negative, um, negative calories, or not negative mm -hmm. calories, but cutting calories, and you're just in ketosis so long, the body will start to preserve that fuel yeah. source, right? So having that sweet potato will stoke that fat burning, remind the body that it's not yeah. sweet. So those are oh great, great tips right there. Um, that the, the, what you said about the scale, I want to talk about that real quick. 
so important. You know, so many people, and I talk about it all the time in my academy, do not wait yourself for at least seven weeks because the time of the month, soreness for yes. a workout, you know, being dehydrated, poor sleep, all that can contribute to the number on the scale. So what are some other things that you pay, pay attention to when it comes to um, non-scale victories? Yep. Okay. So if we're just talking from kind of like a body perspective, so measurements, how your clothes fit, um, pictures, I love those. I love looking at performance at the gym or, okay, truth be told, I don't go to the gym because I work out at home all the time. Um, but I look at performance. Like I have like, I look at my PRs. That's important to me. I'm, I compete with myself, you know? Um, so I look at performance. I look at how do you feel? Like, how do you just feel overall? Do you feel better? Do you feel like a better person? Are you happier? Are you not crashing? Is your energy sustained? Are, are all of these things, are you still feeling good? Then like, have you really stalled? Have you really, is it like, or what, what's the most important thing here? I think too, like we can kind of get all caught up in like what the number on the scale should say, or what, our, what size we should be wearing when that might not be what's healthiest for our bodies. So relatively early on in my keto journey, I lost too much weight, just to be honest. Like I was working out a lot. Um, I was cutting carbs a lot, like, but I felt great, but I dropped down to some five, five and a good weight for me is about like 123 pounds. I feel really good there. Um, sometimes more, whatever. Um, and I dropped to about 113 pounds and 13% body fat. And I lost my period. I was like really looking thin and I looked at those pictures and sometimes I'm like, man, I miss like those abs or that lack of like love handly things that I've got going on in my body. I'm just a curvy girl. Um, but it was not healthy for me. It was not healthy for me. So being like tying our number or tying our worth, our value, our, our goals to something that is just purely like scale based or even body fat percentage based. I don't advise it. And I know you don't either. Yeah, so important. I love that. Such a powerful message. I hope that's landing with you, Keto Campers. Stop letting the scale determine whether or not something is working. There's so yeah. many more important factors. We teach health. You get healthy, mm -hmm. the weight will come off as a side effect. Yeah. Okay, I have, as we wind down here, this has been a lot of fun. I have my rapid fire questions for you. You ready to do it? Okay, I'm, do I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. What is your favorite keto food? Um, bacon. What is your favorite non-keto food? Oh, um, chocolate. What kind of chocolate? Just like a dark, like uh, milk chocolate? Hershey's milk chocolate. Her, that's right. I know. Her I changed my mind. Nutella. Nutella. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, what was, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Oh, um, just do things that are aligned with you and be your authentic self. There's no one that can be more you than you. Mm, love it. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Follow the gurus. They're doing it right because success leaves clues. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of gurus out there and <laughs> good, good, good one. <laughs> um, if you had one superpower, Kate, what would it be? Super mom. Super mom. I super mom. Super so mom you have... leave a great legacy for my kids. Oh, I love it. So, well, you're doing that. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> hey, what is the most, the, we're done with the rapid fire, by the way. Okay. <laughs> what, what is the most uh, exciting thing that you're working on right now? 
Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I am working on a fulfilled moms community because having worked in this online space and working with so many women from like all over the world, I see that so many of us are really lacking community, um, like a place where we can just have a very safe sounding board um, where we can, and a lot of these are entrepreneurial women, you know, where we can like go and voice like our frustrations or our concerns and network with one another, or where we can go and say like, um, I'm not feeling really, really pretty or great about myself right now, or I'm fighting with my spouse or something. Um, I am building a community for moms to feel safe in that way. And, um, you know, I'm just pouring a lot of love into them and pouring a lot of support and business support and personal support. Um, and it's my hope that we can network with one another, lift each other up and get together in person because that in-person connection, there's just nothing that, that can beat that. And which we know because you and I have been able to connect in person and it's just amazing to be able to hug you in person and, and just share that love, release those endorphins um, and just feel like we have more than, you know, just an internet connection. I love it. You're so right. So can somebody go and find out more information about that right now? Well, totally. You can email me at Kate at Kate Hadamio, which is spelled like Kate Jaramillo, J-A-R-A-M-I-L-L-O.com. Or you can message me through my website is ketogenicliving101.com. We'll put both of that, both of those in the notes of this podcast. So go Yay. reach out to her, especially if you're a mom. And she's right. Community is so important. It's, it's, it's crucial. We are human to, we, we are seeking social, um, we are social creatures is what I'm trying to say. And when you develop this community, it's so much better to hug somebody in person. Like I hugged Kate in uh, California yeah. when I saw you. Uh, okay. This has been great. I have two more questions for you. Yeah. The next question, Kate, is what is your definition of perfect health? Mm. Well, I think it has to be a connection of mind, body, soul. Like, I really think that it's got to be like your, um, your ideal, you know, um, your biomarkers are in line and not, not just in line, not just average, because we know that the average like American is fat, sick and nearly dead. So I think that your biomarkers need to be in line, like at a good, at a good, you know, they need to be measured well. Um, like well above average. You need to be like feeling good mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You need to be um, connecting with people on like a very soul level. And you just need to feel this sense of like waking up in the morning and be like, God, I am so grateful that I'm alive today. And I cannot wait to see how the day unfolds. And I can't wait to fill my body with enough water and great wholesome foods and to move my body because I appreciate what it can do for me. And I can't wait to go and like, just be with the people that I love the most and spend my time doing what I love with the people that I love. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that attitude of gratitude, yeah. which is perfect. Cause my last question for you is what are you grateful for today? Oh my gosh, this life, um, being able to, to speak to you on your, on your podcast and to your incredible Keto Camp Academy. I'm so proud of you, Ben, for what you're doing, um, for the work that you're doing and for how you're serving your community and the community at large. I'm so grateful that my baby is sleeping upstairs with my two girls who are just like loving on him. I'm so grateful that I'm able to provide the best education and experiences for my kids. I'm grateful for my husband for being, you know, my partner. I'm grateful that my parents are alive and well, and I'm grateful that I get to do work that I love every day and serving people that I love. 
That's awesome. Kate, I want to acknowledge you because you are shining bright in this world, <laughs> not just on this podcast, but anytime we speak, anytime I see your work, you are radiating positive light. You're doing amazing work. So many, you're empowering so many coaches to empower so many communities. You said six continents, right? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's a ripple effect. <laughs> and you are, you are changing the world. We're doing it together. And I we really, are together. I, learned, I learned so much on this podcast. I know my audience did too, especially the moms out there and the families <laughs> who are following keto. So I want to thank you. Thank you for always showing up. Thank you for being positive. Thank you for being grateful. And I'm grateful for this conversation. And thank you again. Thanks, <laughs> where can, where's the best place to check out your work? Oh, probably on my website. Like that's the best place to just find me and email me and connect with me. Cause to be honest, I'm super inconsistent with Instagram, which is at keto living Kate. Um, but we can totally be friends on my personal page. I just like I, the more friends, the better. <laughs> and I was just, uh, Kate has a podcast. I was just interviewed for on yes! her podcast. So go, so good. <laughs> thank you. So go check out her podcast. I'm going to put all the resources in the notes and Kate, I had a lot of fun. Thank you again. Me too. Thanks Ben. Thanks for listening to the entire episode with Kate Jaramillo. Be sure to go check her her out. Her website is ketogenicliving101.com and her Instagram handle is at ketolivingkate. Take a screenshot of this episode. If you enjoyed it, post it on your Instagram. Tag me and tag Kate. I'll see, I'll share it. Again, my Instagram handle is at thebenazadi and Kate's is at ketolivingkate. Can't wait to see that share and I can't wait to share it on my Instagram profile. Hey, if you got any value from this episode and you haven't done so already, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave it a quick rating and review. The resources I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, ketocampkit.com to see my recommended supplements and ideas and strategies for keto, fasting, and also for traveling, ketocampkit.com. And then if you want my free 12-page ebook designed to teach you how to master keto and fasting, head over to ketokickstartguide.com. If you want to watch the video interview with Kate, that can be found on my KetoCamp YouTube channel, youtube.com slash KetoCamp. You could see the video version of this podcast interview. Please share it with a friend. Text this podcast right now. Share it. There's a button to just click share. Send it. Text it to a friend. Send it to multiple friends. Send it to a mom who's doing keto or an inspiring, aspiring mom who wants to do keto. Send it to them. They will get so much value from this. I want to thank you for listening to this entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.